Welcome to Charmaine Wilson, the Australian Medium Podcast. Good morning and welcome to my podcast where we discuss everything about love, loss, life and the afterlife. Today I'm going to be continuing on from yesterday and we're going to be talking a little bit more in depth about soul contracts in particular and what do they mean. Okay, so basically, uh, so so if you haven't watched or listened to the previous two uh, podcasts, please listen to that before you have this one, okay? So basically when we are in our life between lives and that is when we plan our lives that we're going into. We choose these lives to best suit what we need to learn as a soul, okay? Um, so, for instance, our previous life we may have been very, very rich and we may have been quite um, opinionated about poor people. So, and we may in our life review have seen how hurtful we had been with our, with our opinions, so in this life, we may choose to understand what it's like to live in poverty because we may never have lived in poverty as a soul before. But I think it's important for every soul to understand what it's like to live in poverty. Some souls will get born into riches life after life because that's what they keep choosing. But eventually we need to understand what it's like to be in poverty. So the soul contract is basically when you are going to be born, how long you are going to live, okay? And not necessarily, you don't necessarily choose the way you are going to pass. From what I can gather in a lot of times, it can be opportunity because your time is up. Um, so for instance, let, let me elaborate that for a second. So let's go to um, America when the 9-11 towers fell. There was a lot of stories at that particular time of people being late for work for whatever reason. Some people got held up on the freeway, they didn't get to work. Some people's kids missed the bus so they had to drive them to school so they weren't at work the day the towers went down. Those people, their contract with their life was not up. However, all the people who unfortunately did pass away in that in that event, their contract was up. So this was, in a way, a weirdly convenient time or way for them to finish their life. Now, when you have a mass exodus on that, it does not mean that they are all soul group members, but it means that they are possibly, um, that they're leaving because their contract's up. And that's the only thing I can put towards that. They will all pass together. They will all arrive in the afterlife together, but not as soul group members. They probably won't even be aware of anyone that is not their soul group member dying in a situation like that, okay? But there were a lot of people there that their contract wasn't up, so they did not get to work that day and therefore were not amongst the unfortunate that did get killed. The people that, as I said, the people that did get killed for some reason, their contract must have been up or else they would not have passed, okay? When we have things like, like big world events like this where a lot of people pass, it, in my opinion, it's something to do with the universe uh, in a way 
making less population. I know that sounds weird. Um, or it's more like the, I, I probably said that wrong, so excuse that. It's like the universe is calling a great big people at home because maybe this great big lot of people are needed for a different um, assignment, okay? To be really honest, I'm not, I'll just, I'll just leave that. I'll, I'll just leave that because I, I, because the possibilities are endless as to why a lot of people would leave at once. But here are the possibilities. The poss and remember, every time I talk about reincarnation or past lives or contracts, it's a philosophy that resonates with me and makes things fit into place. Okay. So here's, 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 here's um, some ideas to think about. There could be a mass exodus because all of these souls are needed somewhere else. <clears throat> Maybe to start a new venture on, um, hate to say it, somewhere else. Um, it could be that their contract was all up at the same time, but obviously their contract was up at the same time. So they all had to leave that day. Is it a weird coincidence that they were all there at that time? No, because 9-11 shaped the world, okay? 9-11 and what happened after that shaped the very fabric of this world. So those people were a part of shaping the very fabric of this world and the way that things eventuated after that, all right? So it all seemed very senseless to me, to be quite frank with you, the whole lot of it. But there was always a method in the madness of the universe, all right? Now... So the contract is when we're born, when we pass. Now we also choose where we're going to be, who we're going to be born to, like our parents. We don't necessarily choose our parents from our um, our soul group, our, our soul group number one. Sometimes we pass, we, we we choose our parents from different soul groups, and the reason being is because we may want to experience a life where a parent is not present because that in itself is a challenge to survive without parental love. But it makes you stronger. It makes you a different person if you aren't nurtured properly, okay? So in the contract, there's all of the things that we want to be better at. There's a lot of people around here who can sure use a lot, of, lot more compassion. Um, there's a lot of people who can use more empathy. A lot of people don't know how to love properly. But the main goals that we have or the main objective to life is to learn as much as we can about the good, the bad and the ugly and to rise above it, to rise above the bad things in life. You know, um, let, let's have a look at something else uh, to see how the involvement has gone through the years. So once upon a time, there were, and a lot of people get worried about pedophiles, and, and I, I will discuss that now in a minute. But once upon a time, if you were sexually abused, you shut your mouth. You shut your mouth and you didn't say anything. Now, I was sexually abused. My mother was sexually abused. I know multiple hundreds of women that have been sexually abused, and most of them never said anything as kids. Why? because it was all hush-hush and don't say anything and keep it under the covers and you're a naughty girl, aren't you? That you, you all, those of you out there who know, know. Because of all of us who got sexually abused, we as women and men are giving the, the people today that get abused a voice. 
not only are they getting a voice, but the pedophiles are now getting locked up. They're now getting found. Is it quick enough? Is it, is it enough? Not yet. But the truth is, sexual abuse is now out in the open. It, it was a thing you never talked about. It was something you never talked about. But these days, teachers are aware of the signs to look for. Oh, God, I wish someone had been aware of the signs to look for me. They would have noticed such a difference. And maybe it would have been nipped in the butt then, you know. But they didn't know the signs. But now these days, the teachers are taught signs to look out for things like this. They are taught to look out for signs of abuse. Geez, up until the 90s or the 2000s, people could do whatever they wanted to their bloody kids. And, now, and so this is how evolvement happens. So all of us who have been sexually abused in the past, particularly of those of us born in the, um, the 60s and 70s, we've gained our voice. And we've been speaking and we've been telling our kids this is not acceptable. So things are changing. They're not changing as quickly as they could, but they are changing. And that's evolvement, okay? What Now, I don't know where you guys stand on the transgender thing. I don't know where you are, but I am a proud transgender mother, okay? My daughter is a trans woman, right? And I, I, that's another story for another time, but I want you to look at the evolvement of transgenders. Not necessarily in some countries I feel like they're going a little bit backward with the transgender stuff, but in Australia particularly... When my daughter came out as trans, she was able to um, get um, work, work health and safety, came around to her place of employment. They told everybody what was going on with, with Molly and they told her, them that, that, that anybody that abused her or was mean to her would be sacked. And the reason being is because this trend, this, what my daughter had was gender dysphoria. For some reason, gender dysphoria has been around for possibly thousands of years, um, but we have decided as a society for a long time we've blocked it out. We don't want to know. But now, now there is help for transgender people, finally. Finally, our transgender folk aren't going to be taking their own lives as frequently. We're not in Australia anyway. And some other countries. I do know that some countries are going backwards. But that is evolvement. And as a human race, we keep evolving. I'm not talking about technology and stuff. I'm talking about stuff of the heart. I'm talking about stuff that makes people, um, you know, grow as, as a race. We are growing as a society. We're growing as humans. We're becoming more open. Not everyone. Because we still have our bigoted politicians in certain countries who are so anti-trans and so negative about it and they're only doing this. Only, they don't care about trans people. They care about the vote and they're playing on people's fears because they want more money. They're only doing it for money. And the reason that they're doing it for money is because all the big corporations and that pay them lots of money. And that's why they're doing it because they are playing to people's fears. For some women, reason... Women seem to think that trans women are trying to take over. They are not. They are not. They are trying to not die. That's all there is to it. But we are evolving slowly but surely. So the whole soul contract, back on track again, Charmaine, the soul contract is what we have on each life because we want to better ourselves. This life, for instance, my soul contract was to not not deal with grief in such a hard way by myself, by not um, 
it's not not to deal with grief so hard, but not um, not to be so hard on myself with grief, not 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 to take it so much to heart, to actually try to move through grief. And as I said, I feel like I have I have succeeded. So your soul contract for how do you? Someone asked me how do you find your soul contract? What you have to do is you have to find out what makes you um, resonate. What 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 is it inside of you that you want to do more of? in a human nature way so you know like basically um like like some people um, their sole contract may be to come in and be a nurse or a doctor because they want to learn more about healing some people may want to learn more about music and they may come in and dedicate their whole life to music and, mu- and musicians and stuff like that some people may dedicate their whole life to looking after animals because that's what they want to do that's their sole contract to find their way to that because that is what they want to do they want to do that so, um, and not everybody succeeds with their soul contract. A lot of people bugger it up. They give up too easy. They don't, they don't want to keep on going. There, there's so many things life gets in the way. See, life isn't meant to be a picnic. Life is a challenge. Life is a hard, hard challenge. And we are always going to be challenged with life, whether we like it or not. And unfortunately, um, oh, excuse that. I'm not sure why that came on, that little crickets thing. I hope that's not what you're feeling. So... Let me round this all up, and I hope I haven't babbled on too much today. But our soul contract is when we are born, the parents we are born to, not the siblings. We don't actually choose our siblings. Um, the man or the or when we will meet our soul group. We don't meet our soul group straight away. Some of our soul group members we meet later on, and you, th- th- that will be apparent when you meet them. We some of us choose the way we're going to die and the reason we choose that because as a soul we need to experience every single way to die so some people may actually choose to come in and pass with cancer this time because they actually haven't passed with cancer before and they may have found that in their previous life they passed quickly through a stroke heart attack or accident and their family didn't cope so maybe this time they want their family to be used to them passing away that way a lot of um, souls will take opportunity to pass. They say, well, my time is up. Um, so I therefore am, this is the day, this is the day, and they will find an opportunity to pass. Um, for instance, they might be walking along the side of the road just at the time the out-of-the-control car comes. It's a weird, crazy thing that happens. Some people even die with something called sudden adult death syndrome And I can only put that down to the fact. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's the same as sudden infant death syndrome. Basically, their heart just stops. In the the cases of SADS, is what it's called, SADS, um, there is no cause of death. There is no bad heart. There is no strokes. There is nothing else. They simply die. Now, there's not many cases of that in Australia, but I have actually met three people who have lost people to SADS. And the only thing I can think of, it was their day. It was their time. Their time was up. It was time for them to go. And so they just simply stopped. Their soul just said, okay, out of here. Gone. Just like that. Because, and I will say this until I'm blue in the face, the day we die is the day we are meant to die. And the way we die is is sometimes the way we are meant to die but sometimes it's because of opportunity. Yes, even the murderers, even the murderers. Now, I want to go back to that nasty old subject of pedophiles because everybody is always on about them. 
Pedophiles are, they don't come into the world to be a pedophile. The large majority of pedophiles are nurtured or groomed to be pedophiles without knowing it. The large majority of pedophiles are little kids who get attacked by older men, generally older men, sometimes women, not often, and then they become distorted when they are young. And then they find that their attraction becomes the same as the pedophiles because that is how they learn about sex. I know that's horrible to hear, but that is how pedophiles are bred. I don't think anyone is born with a sexual attraction to children. Maybe there is, I don't know. But I feel that most, large majority of pedophiles are nurtured or groomed to be that way and unfortunately become the monster that they actually hate. That too is a terrible thing to happen to anyone on both ends. It's a horrible thing on both ends. And eventually, from what I can gather and from what I've noticed, the pedophiles excuse themselves by saying that they just have this attraction to children, which is just horrible and terrible. But I believe that they are nurtured that way, the large majority of them, and I think it's horrible. There will always be souls that are born evil and demented. There will always be these type of faulty souls that get through. Um, But from what I can gather... A pedophile in this life may very well in the next life um, choose to be against pedophiles. I mean, maybe they choose to be a police officer that locks the very thing that they were in some type of uh, redemption for what they've done, okay? Because I know you guys get caught up on what about these really bad people? Like why, why are they in the world? There's so many reasons in this world why someone becomes bad and it's not, it's not anything I think that we choose to come in and be a murderer or we choose to come in and be a, a, a pervert or I don't think we choose any of that. I think that life happens and twists and turns us that way and I think that is the real reason why we do reincarnate because we can't always choose how life is going to twist us and turn us and we can't always choose... Um, like we, with, I suppose we, I suppose in a way you do choose, but I think that we can't choose um, some of the things that happen to us, particularly as children. Like I did not choose to get sexually abused, but did it affect my mind when I was growing up? Yes, it did. Did it affect my future choices? Yes, it did. So a lot of things happens in childhood to a lot of people in this world that has actually twisted them, and then they become the very twisted adults that twists the kids. It's, it goes around and around. But eventually, most souls want to break that cycle. So that will be their ambition when they come back to be reincarnated. Now, I know I babbled on a little bit in the middle, but I hope that you understand um, that everything I have said is a philosophy and a belief that resonates with me so strongly that I cannot deny in myself that I believe this is 100% true. With all the research I've done, with all the reading I've done, I've read about near-death experiences, I've read about kids doing past life recollections. I have had a past life regression twice now. I have located 10 of my previous lives, which was very interesting. And I have um, 
And everything in me tells me that the reason that this life is so um, unpredictable is because we are all on different journeys. Some souls, they don't want to live a long life, such as my daughter. She doesn't want to live a long life. And who can blame anyone? This world is hard. Some souls, they're on their first life and they just cruise through and they have a little bit of a rest. It's like a rest. Uh, sorry. Some souls are on their first life. I'll just go back. Some souls are in their first life and they come in and they make a lot of mistakes. Everything they do is just, they're born into really good families, but they just can't stop mucking up. You know, you would have seen that before where you've got a, an amazing family and there's, say, three kids in the family and two kids go on to be doctors and then there's just one. There's this one kid that just always in jail, always mucking up, always doing something wrong. You would know a family like that. The child in question could very much be a new soul born into an older soul family who have agreed to try and help him develop a little bit more, okay? So when you're thinking about past life soul contracts, it's really important to open your mind right up. I also think that we, as I said, that we, we, we have a day that we are going to pass. And I believe that some of us will choose to pass in a certain way, but I feel that that is free will to a big degree. And I feel that we have, we take opportunity. Now, a little while ago up on TikTok, I put up a post about, you know, look after your health because, and then someone was a bit of a smart aleck and said back to me, Oh, I thought you said that you die on time. Yeah, you do die on time. But you can die in excruciating pain from liver disease and keep drinking now. Or you can stop drinking and die on the day you're meant to die and not have to suffer so hard. We really do have choices and free will in this life. We have a lot of free will. Not everything is destined. The only things, as I said, I believe are destined is when we are born when we die, who our parents are, and when we meet our soul group members. That is destined because we will meet them throughout this life should they have chosen to have this life this time. They may not want to come back to this life. They might have a rest in, in the afterlife. Now, some a big question I have um, from people is how come some people have such extraordinarily terrible, terrible lives and some people have these amazing lives, like they just, nothing ever happens to them. Some souls come in and they just have a resting life. They just come in and they get born and everything's nice and easy. They don't have any big dramas. Um, none of their kids die. They live till the age of 80. Everyone's still intact. No major dramas. That's called a resting life. And a lot of these souls might be old souls, but they just enjoy the living experience like they still want to eat the food and they still want to drink and they still want to dance and be physical because that's what you don't have in the afterlife is a physicalness. So they might just want to come in and have a physical life with a good body, not too many problems, just a resting life um, so that they can be the jump off for other souls who may be coming in to do a little bit more hard work. Now, I know that my life, for instance, has been a hard work life. I have had a hard work life. And I hope that my soul knew what it was doing because I truly hope that I'm a little bit more elevated um, after this life and that maybe next life I can go for a good old resty life. Starting to sound good, I can tell you. 
Now, I am interested in your thoughts on this um, video. And I'm interested in your thoughts on this video. Oh, sorry, this upload, this podcast. And if you have any further questions, um, I will probably leave reincarnation and soul contracts, etc., alone for a while. And tomorrow, I believe I am going to be starting the grief talk and the grief healing talks. Um, I also want to touch up a little bit more about mediumship as well. So I'm going to leave that with you for today. I hope it's cleared up any loose ends and that. I hope I didn't babble on too much in the middle. You know, I'm a bit of a babbler. You can already hear that. So you guys take care and um, I will do some more uploads tomorrow and keep you with an upload a day. We'll keep your curiosity away. Oh, that is so dumb. Okay. Take care, guys. Have a wonderful day. And I will, you'll hear me tomorrow. She talks to angles. Oops, angels. <laughs> You'll come back now. <laughs>